When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TC Live as we continue the road to Roland Garros with play from the Billie Jean King Cup and Monte Carlo. We'll let you know what the U.S. needs to do to reach the finals in Asheville. And will an American make the final four in Monaco for the first time in nearly three decades? A lot to get to over the next 30 minutes. We've got all the best highlights and analysis, plus a chance for you to win a trip to the Hall of Fame. And secrets out on a top 10 WTA star who idolized Andy Roddick. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman in between a couple of Hall of Famers. I got Tracy Austin to my left. And on the big screen, we've got the aforementioned Andy Roddick. We'll let you know who other than myself idolized Andy Roddick growing up. We got to start with the Billie Jean King Cup, Tracy. And uh, a little different vibe this year in Asheville as... The Russian war on Ukraine kind of changed uh, the U.S. approach. It, it's not an opponent. They're, they're a host of Ukraine this year. I think Shelby Rogers said it so well. We're really interested in showing the Ukraine team so much hospitality. And almost every single player that was interviewed said this tie is so much bigger than tennis with everything that's going on in Ukraine. And for these young ladies to have to play with what's going on in their country, it's just amazing. It's so emotional. USDA donating 10% of ticket revenue to the Ukrainian Crisis Relief Fund. Billie Jean King herself donating $50,000, a blue and yellow ribbon painted on the court. We'll have all the highlights from Asheville coming up later on TC Live. But let's start in Monte Carlo. What a day we had. Taylor Fritz looking to break a tie with Rafa Nadal for the most wins on tour this year. Heck of a battle, Andy, against Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Yeah, it's always good when you're at least tied with Rafa and something. Uh, none with the opportunity to go further, but Taylor's been in such control of his game, but in such control of his emotions. But let's not forget about Davidovich Fokina. The way this guy moves, you can almost hear him rip through the court when he takes off. Moves like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, you know, what Alcaraz was doing with this movement in Miami, Fokina's doing here uh, in Monte Carlo. Obviously, uh, tight part. He did that a lot against Djokovic, too. Was able to kind of feed the ball up the line off the back end. That's his kind of winner shot uh, there. Uh, Taylor's been in these matches over and over again over the last four or five weeks so it was surprising to see him kind of give away that easy break there uh in the third set and i would have said this was an unnecessary dive in the spirit of gimmelstab and luke jensen except that he actually won the point it was a fake dive that worked out you don't see that very often i appreciate the effort i thought it was theater and then it worked so what the hell do i know steve but anyways fokina Deserved the match here, really fun uh, till the end. Deserved a win. But hey, listen, props to Fritz. Almost lost in the first round to a guy weighing 400 in the world, a local uh, wildcard. Got some value out of this tournament, fought to the quarterfinals. Props to Davidovich Fokina. The dream is still alive. It is indeed. First Masters semifinal for the Spaniard. And look at the Spanish success so far this year. Rafa Nadal 
three titles, just that one loss to Taylor Fritz. Carlos Alcaraz, he's at 11 in the world, two titles, 18 and three this year. And Davidovich Fokina into the semifinals in Monte Carlo. He got some face time with Prakash. When you watch dives out there on the court, it's one of the most beautiful things to see, but I don't think I've ever seen it on a return of serve. And you somehow won the point. Please explain how this came. You know, when you are 5-3 in the third set, 50-30, <laughs> and against Nole, you dive like uh, 20 times. You know, I was practicing for that moment, and, you know, I, I just was surprised that he missed that, that smash because it was icy ball. And after that, I was like, okay, this is mine. Wow. <laughs> Easy ball. After that, it's mine. That's, that's all you can say there. Monte Carlo, by the way, Tracy, it's a home match for Grigor Dimitrov. Lives there. He's found a lot of success over the years in Monaco, facing Hubie Hercotch today. Yeah, the only break of serve was in that fifth game of the opening set, and he rode the wave to 6-4. Hercotch served much better in that second set. How about that drop shot? Not your ordinary drop shot thing. Behind the back. Hand clap from Dimitrov, and then it was a third set. It actually broke each other a couple of times. This was topsy turvy. Great tennis, though, and Burkach gets the break there with that huge forehand up the line. And what does Dimitrov do? He uses the crowd who were so behind him to get up. Oh, he listened to Andy Roddick with that racket smash. You got to go flat, like Andy says. And of course, this match goes to a tiebreak. And it was Dimitrov who got the early lead by just playing really controlled tennis. Topspin when he needed it. He said he used the slice to keep it down low, below Hercotch's knees. And just really an excellent tiebreak to get to through to the semifinals. More wins on clay this year, Tracy, than he had all of last year. Gregor Dimitrov, second semifinal in Monte Carlo, now has a record of 20-8 and eight in Monte Carlo. And by the way, half of those losses came to the 11-time champ. Raf Nadal. So, Andy, a couple things here. One, you got to hear from Davidovich Fokina on why he dove there and now setting up this matchup against Grigor Dimitrov. Yeah, he could explain why he dove. That was theater until it wasn't, Steve. But listen, Grigor Dimitrov, I think at this point we can call him one of the streakiest players uh, on the tour, right? He's either in a semi or he's losing first round, but he, he found his groove here. I mean, beating Casper Ruud, beating Hubie Hercotch. Oh, by the way, those guys are in form. They both played well in Miami, uh, were able to transition over to the red clay. So for me, this matchup is entirely about can Dimitrov create enough space, get those short balls, and actually move forward like he has been uh, so far this tournament. And also, what's that first serve going to do for Dimitrov, right? Is he going to have to defend his second serve all day, which obviously is like uh, blood in the water for Davidovich Fokina, or is he going to be able to, uh, if not get free points, set up that first shot tennis to where he can get forward? Davidovich Fokina is running everywhere. I mean, this guy <laughs> is lightning out there. The guy can straight up move. And what a competitor he is. It's really, I find it that he didn't have a letdown after beating Novak Djokovic. That's amazing. Followed up by beating Goffin and then Taylor Fritz today. The guy is a fierce competitor, so hungry. Doesn't matter what the score is. You feel like he's playing point by point. He's going to make Grigor Dimitrov earn it. Now, I think Grigor, when he uses that backhand slice to slow up the pace and then goes big, heavy topspin on the forehand, he has so, so much variety in his game, can finish points off at the net. But Grigor is going to have to play a clean match from start to finish to take out that fiery competitor. Absolutely. They played once before. It was in Rome last year. Davidovich Fokina got the win there. Andy, over and under five dives for Davidovich Fokina in this match coming up. <laughs> 
I mean, you're basically asking me if, uh, I mean, in two sets, five dives, no problem. Okay. We're, we're, we're taking the over on the Spaniard there. Uh, we had another blockbuster in Monte Carlo. They just kept coming. Alexander Zverev hadn't dropped a set all tournament. That would end against Yannick Sinner in a thriller, Andy. Yeah, and he, he did to Sinner what Sinner did last round, right? Drop kind of a first set, play a little sloppy at the end, and then turn it. And, uh, you know, Zverev is a veteran. At this point, there aren't a lot of scenarios that he hasn't uh, been through. So I, I don't know what this was. Maybe he was going with the confuse and conquer method. Instead, he went like, I'm going to be really smart, but you know what? I'll, I'll just double fault instead. So I don't know why he would ever give up a first serve at any time. The first serve isn't the issue for him uh, traditionally. So, but it was able to kind of hang in there. Uh, you know, Sinner hung in there and said, okay, I'll take your gift and I'll break back. Sinner's been playing to this crowd. There's a lot of Italian fans there. And I like the way he's actually using uh, the crowd this week, but listen, Zverev can create an egg, creating that sort of angle and then having it kind of countered by Sinner, uh, that's unbelievable. That, that I mean, that's just stuff that us mortals uh, aren't able to do, Steve, but uh, Zverev, listen, never out, is able to fight that off. Uh, Sinner, again, playing to the crowd. This is like a roller coaster. I'm, I'm like a glass house of emotion after after this day in, in, in Monte Carlo, but that was one that just got away from him. Five ball, that's a tight forehand. There's no way or, uh, uh, if, ands, or buts about it. We try to kind of gloss over that a, a lot of the time, but that was just a tight tight forehand. And Sinner has been playing clutch tennis all week, but two unforced errors to finish the match. You see what that win meant to Zverev. He says, I'm not going to yell once. I'm going to yell many, many, many times, Steve. Uh, but he's through to the semifinals. Uh, good match for Zverev. I don't know what that move is, but anyway, he got the win. <laughs> He said, I've lost so many matches like that this year. I think this one will definitely help. And just when you thought the drama was over, we've got Stefano Tsitsipas and Diego Schwartzman. Andy, this was a roller coaster of emotions. I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on all day, Steve, watching all of these matches. I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy looks great. Oh, wait, he's about to lose. Anyways, but you see Tsitsipas, he's at his best when he's actually coming forward like that. But Schwartzman is never out of a point. You have to feel that as an opponent. You're never, you're never going to get the easy point. He makes you work for everything. He makes you put on the hard hat. And when your nerves are getting away from you, this guy's just running down every single ball, was actually able to build up a 4-0 lead in the third set when, of course, Tsitsipas was going to come back. That's the, that was the, the theme of the day, Steve. Every time we got comfortable with the scoreline, uh, it, it switched a little bit. But props to Tsitsipas because he looked down, out, frustrated like he wasn't going to give it a go. And this, this isn't the hot shot of the day. I don't know what we're doing. A relevant point, Steve, and a, a dive that was absolutely necessary Gets that one down, is able to give himself match point. And look at the court coverage. Even on this last point of the day, the court coverage from Schwartzman, side to side, but clips that line, gets a little bit of a bounce. Sitsipas is going, wait, did I actually win? This is great. All right, I won't make you wait any longer. I will shake your hand. Gutsy, gutsy, gutsy win for Sitsipas because it looked for all uh, the entire third set like he wasn't going to get through it. This is the first time in the open era all four quarterfinal matches came down to a decisive third set in Monte Carlo. So we've got the semifinals set for you. 7.30 a.m. Eastern for Davidovich, Fokina, Dimitrov. And then those two don't like each other. Sitsipas and Zverev. 6-3 head-to-head to the Greek. Saturday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Let's get straight to Asheville. Billy Jean King Cup qualifiers. Ali Risk up first for Team USA, taking on Diana Yastremska, who had never lost when representing her country in this event, Tracy. Yeah, Yastremska in the near court. She's just coming from Bogota on play. She said she felt comfortable on the surface. Look at the scoreline. That's right. 
14 all back and forth, each having set points, each hitting the ball so hard, especially Yastrzemska. She likes to stand right on that baseline and penetrate off both forehand and backhand. Ali Riss so accurate. And finally, at 18-17, she gets across the finish line. That's right. Big sign of relief and emotion. And the second set, also tight for Allison Riss. She played the big point. She was very, very clutch. She used the angles, used the to open up the court, finish points off at the net. And this has got to feel good for Riss to come out and play so well in the opening match because there's so much pressure, just not normally playing for more than just yourself. You're playing for your country. Thank you so and much, to play in those big moments, really reliable tennis. Terrific hug at the end. She knows that it's so important for Ukraine to come here and to play for their country. So Ali Riss put Team USA up 1-0. That's the setup for Jesse Pagula making her BJK Cup singles debut for the U.S. And another singles debutante, Katarina Zavatska for Ukraine, Tracy. Yeah, Zavatska in the near court. And you never really felt like Game she was going to have USA. the weapons on this quick indoor hard court. Jessica Pagula, her game is tailor-made for this surface. She has great balance, strikes the ball cleanly, can hit so close to the sidelines, hit with depth. She comes out with confidence. Quick opening set and for Zavatska, she's always feeling rushed. She had some good points in the match, but it was Jess Pagula who had just way too much power, all of the answers, and didn't seem to play with any pressure at all playing with for the United States because that is a big moment and I think it helped that Allison Risk already had that 1-0 in the scoreline for the United States so pretty straightforward for Jessica Pagula. And she puts the U.S. up 2-0. Captain Kathy Rinaldi feeling good right now as her squad just one win away from making it back to the finals later this year. You can see it on Tennis Channel and TC Plus Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. The ones against the ones. It's Pagula, Yastremska, if necessary. Risk Zavatska and the doubles to follow that. Des Kravchak trying to make her uh, Billie Jean King Cup debut. Andy, you're a former Davis Cup champion. Uh, what's the uh, American pride you feel when you take the court, stars and stripes on your back? Well, there's no pressure like it. Um, you know, for, for better or worse, it was actually easier for me to play on the road early in my Davis Cup career because I felt so much pressure uh, playing at the home matches. But uh, listen, the, the, the court's lightning. We're in Asheville. The atmosphere seems great. But the most important thing is how classy Captain uh, Rinaldi is, mm. how classy all of the players are being and welcoming this Ukrainian team who needs that love, who need that hospitality. You saw during the opening ceremonies, I've never seen it in my life, going over and hugging the other team right before you take the court the circumstances involved with this make that a necessary thing i'm so proud of the u.s and the way that they've uh, they've behaved uh, during this tie and the hospitality they've shown to ukraine yeah absolutely the way that they've been able to welcome this team and the ukrainian team has said that they do feel welcome <clears throat> but then the usa team has been able to separate that go out on court and play so well and as andy spoke I i've never felt anything like it when you have that usa flag on your shirt, or I had it on my pockets, on my dress, and they play the national anthem beforehand, and, and you're representing something uh, bigger than yourself. It's, it's pretty special. Yeah, Kathy Rinaldi said a couple days ago, opponents on the court, but uh, one big family off the court. And Team USA, a 2-0 lead right now against Ukraine in the Billie Jean King Cup qualifiers. Much more. Still to come here on TC Live is which one of these stars idolized Andy Roddick as a junior? More TC Live after this. Bye. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Andy, Tracy, Steve back with you on TC Live. A reminder to make tennis.com your online information source during the road to Roland Garros. Right now, Peter Bodo writes that not all is well in the world number one's world. But all is warm and fuzzy with Felix Auger-Aliassime and Lolo Jones. Check it out. I want to challenge you to a speed challenge test because I'm a sprinter. Okay. So I want to see who can tie our shoe faster. Okay. On your mark. Both or shoes or just one? On your mark, set, go. Oh, no, I I got slow in the paint. Oh, no. (laughs) No, that's so bad. (laughs) That's a pretty good challenge, though. How do we take off our shoes? I know, I know. All of our awesome, warm, and fuzzy segments available on TennisChannel.com and the Tennis Channel app. You don't want to miss them. Still to come on the show, Andy and Tracy tell you their favorite tennis rivalries of all time. And that can help you win a trip to Newport, Rhode Island. Don't miss that. Welcome back. Coverage of the Billie Jean King Cup continues on Saturday. You can find it on TC Plus and T2 if you've got a Samsung TV. Emma Raducanu getting a win for Great Britain. They're all knotted up with the Czech Republic. One all. Romania down 2-0 to Poland right now. Spain with a big lead. And the U.S. looking to close it out against Ukraine. Well, last weekend, Belinda Bencic defeated Angebur to take the title in Charleston. Jabir was left in tears after, but earlier in the week, it was all smiles as she told Sabine Lasicki about one of her tennis idols. I read that Andy Roddick is your idol. Yeah. Um, when did that happen? When did you start liking him and why? Okay. What was it? It's cute also, you know. <laughs> uh, don't tell don't my husband. <laughs> Um, I think I, uh, for some reason, I've been watching him a lot when I was young and uh, along other players, but uh, I, I like the, his uh, humor on, on, on court. I kind of, the personality matches and uh, I love his serve, I love the way he's, uh, he's like competitive on the court and uh, I haven't met him yet, to be honest oh, with no? you. Oh, no? No, no. Oh, we have to change no. that, <laughs> see? <laughs> you know, I used to, when I used to play juniors, uh, since we played the second week and he was, I think, at the end of his career and he was losing before so I was like no (laughs) (laughs) oh she didn't make it to the finals when she was in the juniors Andy yeah I uh I'm sorry about that but listen anytime you get props from someone who is uh as much of an inspiration as Owens Jabor is and as well liked as Owens Jabor is I I I think I, I I uh I commented many times last summer I think she has to be the most hugged player on tour she doesn't ever shake hands she just hugs everyone yeah. whenever they're done with a match and everyone she's like the tracy austin but like currently everyone just wants to hug her all the time andy when, when are we going to set up the the, the meeting, the meeting. She, she wants to meet you hey listen I, I i'd be honored but maybe maybe it's her turn to get to the second week of the u.s open that's normally where i, I work with tracy that entire week uh in, in the suites there but i i would love to meet her i think she's uh 
I think she's so great. I love watching her play. Uh, she's just such a shot maker. Um, it, it's an honor for me. I'm, I'm humbled. She's, she's great. All right, second week of the U.S. Open. It's a date. She thinks you're cute. Yes. <laughs> uh, how about this? The, the Tennis Hall of Fame is putting out a contest right now. Tennis Hall of Fame enshrinement sweepstakes. Most iconic moments in tennis history. Fans in the U.S. can win two tickets to this year's enshrinement ceremony in Newport, Rhode Island. you got to go online. Five categories, eight options. So one of the categories is most epic rivalry. Tracy, I'll start with you. What do you think is the most epic rivalry in tennis? I am going to go with Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova. The fact that they played 80 times over 16 seasons is absolutely incredible. All the way from Akron, Ohio in 73 to Chicago in 88. And how about the difference in styles? You had Chris, who was America's sweetheart, a righty from the baseline, loved playing on clay. Seven times she won at Roland Garros. You have Martina Navratilova. The athleticism was off the charts. She was nine-time champion at Wimbledon and, of course, the lefty and the serve and volley. What we loved also was that they really seemed to care about each other, but they competed so hard against each other on court. I'm with you, Tracy. That, that would be mine as well. Chrissy Martina, Andy, your most epic rivalry? Yeah, it'd be boring if I just echoed everything Tracy said, so I'll go in another direction even though I can't disagree with her. Uh, for me, it's about who you watched when you were a kid. That nostalgia like lives inside of you, and and for me, that was, that was Pete and Andre. Uh, but similarly to, to what Tracy said, I think she nailed it. The contrast of game styles, of personalities, you have to kind of make a choice, right, of, of who you like more. And, and mine was always changing. I was in that golden age of, of American fandom where there was always someone in the final. And uh, to get to actually be on Davis Cup teams with both of them eventually, get to know them uh, away from the court eventually. Uh, met, uh, Andre was a mentor to me when I first came out. Um, that's the time where my reality never matched uh, my fandom from a kid. It was it was pretty great. That was your Angebur moment. Uh, th this is yes. what you do. You go to tennisfame.com slash vote. Tweet using the hashtag ITHF moments vote and uh, voting through Saturday, April 30th. Try to get a couple tickets to this year's enshrinement. Most epic rivalry. Best Cinderella story. Best comeback within a match. Most iconic celebration. Moment of national pride. We've got all of that. Coming up on Saturday, we've got the Billie Jean King Cup on T2 starting 5 a.m. Eastern. On Tennis Channel, the Monte Carlo semifinals, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. TC Live follows all the action. Back after this. Back for our hot shot of the day. It was a, a day of everything, Andy, but this had to be the best of the best. There was only one choice. I think I would have walked off in protest had this not been chosen, Steve. And you see him come in, miss his direction, but to, to take the pace off of it, make that ball check. Watch this on the ball. He fully laid out, but also makes a check against the guy who you know is one of the fastest guys on tour. And if you pop that up, he's there with enough time and the court's wide open. But also the body control not to do a full roll and to get up before you actually hit the net. I like a lot of parts of this one, Steve. This was a proper hot shot and for a winner as well the defending champ moving on to the semifinals our coverage on saturday starts 7 30 a.m eastern for monte carlo dimitrov davidovich fokina then sitsipas zverev of course we've got the bjk cup between the u.s and ukraine at 1 p.m eastern but first let's head back to monte carlo for a preview with danny and prakash 
right, Steve, back here at the DraftKings Tennis Channel Desk P semifinal Saturday, and one of those semifinals features Monte Carlo resident Grigor Dimitrov playing Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Can the Spaniard keep his momentum and get past the Bulgarian? Well, look, they played once on clay last year in Rome, and Fokina clipped him 6-4-7-6. But I think things are a little bit different now. Grigor is really using the energy of the crowd. He seemed like he was playing very well at the right moments against Hercotch. Fokina is coming in with a tremendous amount of confidence, but I think it's playing a little bit quicker here, and I'm actually looking for Grigor to get a little revenge. I think he's going to come through. Reaching the business end of the tournament, excited for semifinal Saturday. Time to go back to our headquarters in Santa Monica. All right, thank you so much. And before we get to that, we got to go back to 2011. Memphis, Andy Roddick, Milos Raonic, Tracy, take us through this legendary hot shot. This is the final, and Andy gives it the full dive. And you didn't know whether that was in or not, but you heard the crowd erupt. Yes, I just won the title. Is my Next knee okay? Point. Is my elbow okay? Give me the trophy. What do you remember from that, Andy? <laughs> Uh, I remember I actually didn't see the ball land. Um, <clears throat> and for those who uh, thought I still had hair, they were aware that it didn't um, <laughs> after that dive. Um, but, hey, listen, I remember I was running a fever of about 100 before that match. I did not feel good. And so to finish on that, I think, I one, I was happy to win the tournament. Two, Milos probably should have won that match four times. Three, I felt like crap, and I just wanted to get off the court. I'll take the win. That was probably one of the best shots of my career. Wow. Luckiest also. Do you still have a, a scar from that, or did it all heal up? Well, uh, how, how can we get uh, something there? I don't know. <laughs> There's scars everywhere, Steve. It, it, but, that was worth it. That was worth it. You know, that's just the will of a champion. If, you had stay, if he had stayed on his feet, he wouldn't have been able to get to that ball. So just fantastic. What an athlete. Amazing. Uh, can't wait for semifinal Saturday, plus the Billie Jean King Cup. Tracy, great to have you. We'll see you tomorrow once again. Andy, killed it as always. Our coverage from Monte Carlo continues next right here on Tennis Channel.